0: hello welcome to the defining decade podcast dedicated to the trials and tribulations of our 20s where nothing is off the table because well nothing is quite off the tables in your 20s anyway i am your host anna vanettis and i am so happy to have you here with me today I created this podcast as a way to connect with like minded individuals who are also on this journey of growth, healing, and adulthood. A person's 20s is a time of discovery, unpredictability, and self realization, and knowing that you are not alone makes this time a bit more manageable. That is my goal for this podcast to create a community to uplift and support one another filled with love and positivity. In this week's episode, I do get a bit vulnerable. The process of leaving everything I have ever known by myself was surprisingly difficult for me, but I truly believe that it is something that should be discussed more because the feelings that surround this life-altering change are so normal. Moving out, moving away, leaving your home. Moving away is the process of starting a new life, embracing change and choosing what you want your present and your future to look like. This week, I'm going to share my personal experience of moving to New York City at 19, completely on my own, completely independent, with no help from anyone else. The immense hardships of this journey, but also the freedom, healing, growth, and self-exploration that accompanied it. Five ways that I managed and navigated the negative feelings of such a big change and my best tips to fully take advantage of this opportunity for growth, because that's what it is. It's an opportunity for growth. I feel as though my process was a bit unique, at least compared to my peers and the people I went to high school with. I graduated high school in 2020, the pandemic year, so my senior experience was definitely different from most and I got stripped of a lot of experiences. But most of the people I knew did go away to college or were taking online classes due to the pandemic and not being able to be on campus. Don't get me wrong. This is a wonderful, wonderful path, if it's the right one for you. And let me stress that last point, if it's the right one for you. As for me, I was never quite sure about college, at least as I got older. I always loved learning, and I always really, really liked the idea of being in an extremely academic environment. My dream school for years upon years was Princeton, so I feel like that goes with the territory but I was going to be paying for it myself, and college isn't cheap, we all know this, and truly wasn't sure if it was worth it for me. The whole process and social construct of putting oneself into debt just to get a degree, just to get a job, that isn't guaranteed, might I add, in order to survive and hopefully live comfortably until you retire and then pass on from this life just never sounded too appealing to me. Long story short, I gave it a chance anyway. I thought maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe it is the right decision for me. It's what everyone else is doing. I was 18 at the time. I mean, peer pressure is a big thing. You know, I went to Temple University in Philly for my first semester. So I left New Jersey to move to Temple on campus in August of 2020, but got sent home three weeks in. So I remember it was my sister's birthday, September 13th. um, And I got sent home because of the pandemic. Coming back home was a very difficult process for me. I was finally beginning to find my groove while away at school. I was making friends, I meshed well with my roommates, but mainly I liked the freedom. Then all of a sudden the rug was pulled out from under me and I was back at what it felt like to me at the time, square one. But of course, hindsight being 2020, this absolutely happened for a reason. The universe has a funny way of working in your favor. When it seems like everything is crumbling around you, it's just something better being uncovered. After coming back home, I knew I had to do something, but I definitely took a moment to feel sorry for myself. Despite that, I still went back to work. I was working a lot more hours and making better money. And I even took some online classes at the community college near my home. I was doing well, but I was getting increasingly more bored as the days went by none of this was fulfilling to me anymore so in august of 2021 exactly a year after i initially left home to go to school at temple i made the move to new york city it was by no means easy but in my heart and in my soul i knew it was something that i had to do i truly believe that this was divine timing moving to new york had been a goal for me since i was a little girl And I knew it was my time to move on from this stage of my life and face new challenges. And face them, I definitely did. I moved to Brooklyn, very, very, very close to Manhattan. Small apartment, nothing flashy or too crazy. It's what I could afford. (laughs) But I was so extremely excited to finally have a space to call my own because that's all that mattered to me at the time. The freedom of an apartment is something so fulfilling. Despite this, I vividly remember my move-in day. After my mom and my sisters left from helping me move into my apartment, I felt sad. This was a moment that was supposed to be so happy for me, and it was, don't get me wrong, but I felt so sad at the same time. At the time, I couldn't pinpoint exactly what was causing it, let alone how to fix it, but my mind was spiraling. Nothing was familiar anymore. Which coffee shop was I going to frequent? Where was my new gym going to be? Would I like the people? Forget that. Where was I going to get my groceries? And I thought this despite having scoped out the three grocery stores within walking distance from my apartment. The moral of the story is I felt out of place. That shouldn't have come as a surprise to me, but nonetheless, it did. I wasn't expecting this feeling. Unfortunately, this wasn't the end of the negative emotions for me. I was trying my best and keeping in mind that looks different on a daily basis, but I couldn't shake this void that was inside me. I'm someone who struggles with anxiety and depression amongst a few other things. And at this time, it was definitely heightened. Leaving my apartment was something that made me so incredibly anxious. I would literally purposely take hours to get ready just to prolong the inevitably, the inevitable process of leaving my apartment. There was a time when I wasn't working because I was still job hunting and I had money saved for this exact purpose so that I could find the right fit for me rather than just doing pointless jobs that also drained my energy. During this time, I was having groceries delivered. I wasn't even leaving the house to go get groceries. Every once in a while, but not on a consistent basis. I wasn't going out to meet people. I wasn't taking advantage of the city I wanted to live in so badly. I was completely, completely isolating myself. For context, I had one good friend at the time who didn't live too far from me. She also lived in Brooklyn. Train ride away really quick. We could have seen each other anytime we wanted. And it took months on end for us to even see each other because I would constantly come up with some lame ass excuse or just not answer until the next day because I couldn't bear the thought of leaving the comfort of my home. The comfort of my room, if I'm being honest. Luckily for me, she understood my thought process and never held it against me. But I still know the way I went about that was completely wrong and unfair to her. I'm not taking away from that whatsoever. Just explaining the situation. All of this to say, my mind was really working against me at this time. I had lost who I thought I was. And rebuilding yourself and your confidence is not an easy thing to do. When you're young, your identity lies within where you are where you're going to school and I feel like especially right after high school going away to college is such a big part of so many people's identity and I didn't have that and I didn't know what I exactly what I wanted to do I still am not 100% sure but I've learned to be okay with that but that's what I was facing at that time and instead of facing it head-on I chose to prolong the process and hide from it I wasn't facing it whatsoever this move shaped me into the person that I am today. And despite the six-month-long depression, give or take, and isolation that followed, I am so beyond grateful for the experience, and I honestly wouldn't change a thing. Without that dark time, because there is so much more, but I can only depress you guys so much, I wouldn't have blossomed and found who I am at the core, rather than just what others perceive me as. This uncomfortable space that I was in at first was what I needed in order to start the next phase of my life. As Max Dupree says, (laughs) you cannot become what you want by remaining what you are. You cannot become what you want by remaining what you are. Even though I realize all of the beauty and necessity of this process now, I did not realize it then. If you have, currently are, or will be going through this, then the odds are that you will not realize these lessons right away either. That's exactly why I feel it is so important that we share our stories. Feeling less alone during this process makes it less terrifying and intimidating and hopefully will minimize the negative emotions that often come with this big change. Even though moving away from home is so exciting and getting your first apartment is so exciting, it's also... A huge change and I didn't expect these emotions to arise I didn't expect to feel this way and I bet a lot of you if you have gone through it or are going through it didn't expect to feel that way either so how else do we manage and deal with negative feelings surrounding change not only this change in particular but change of any kind it applies to all aspects of life one thing is for sure change is scary but it is necessary for our growth. My anecdote is a perfect perfect example of that, as I'm sure you can think of something in your own life that fits this rule as well. The first thing that you can do to manage these emotions is ask yourself what you can control and focus on that. Then let the rest go. When we continuously try to control aspects of life that are ultimately out of our control, We are causing unnecessary stress and anxiety in the body and the mind. In order to ease this, I like to start by asking myself these three questions. One, what is worrying me? Two, what is within my control? Three, what matters most to me and what can I do about it? When we focus on what we can control, our thoughts empower us and in turn, We generate positive emotions. Humans as a species are naturally problem solvers. It's literally in our DNA. So when focusing on what is within our control, we are giving ourselves something to solve, a problem to solve. Therefore, making the brain feel more fulfilled and ultimately having less time, energy, or need to ponder the things we cannot do anything about. So when you are going through a change, do what you can. And remember that looks different on a daily basis. We're not always going to be able to give 100% and that is okay. We're not supposed to give 100% on a daily basis. Try not to stress yourself out about what you can't control. It's only going to cause negative emotions. The second technique is to reframe your thinking. This kind of goes hand in hand with the last one, but I'll explain. For me, imposter syndrome came in full swing when I first moved to the city. I felt like I didn't belong here and I felt as though I didn't deserve to be here despite working my ass off for it. I worked so hard to be here but it doesn't take away from the fact that I felt like maybe someone else deserved it more. I knew that thinking this way was not helping the way I was feeling whatsoever but initially these thoughts were subconscious. It was when I realized the narrative that my mind was feeding me that I was able to begin to change it. Becoming aware of your negative thoughts is the first step step in reframing the way you think and changing the way you speak to yourself. Our language to ourselves and the way that we talk to ourselves and our thoughts in our head on a daily basis are so important to our well-being. If we're constantly telling ourselves we're not good enough, we don't deserve this, we can't do this, da 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 this, that, and the third, all of the above, we're not going to do it. Our own minds... Are telling us that we can't so why would we and then if you think about it the other way if you're telling yourself I can do this I am capable I am beautiful I am strong the whole list the list goes on and you should be telling yourself these things every single day then you'll see the world open up for you you'll see opportunities come out of places that you never thought they would before Once you begin to notice these thoughts, it becomes easier to reshape your language to be more positive. So, for example, instead of saying, I don't deserve to be here, say, I worked hard to be able to experience this because you did. When we practice this consistently, and consistency is key here because it's not, you're not just gonna wake up and be able to think positively all day. Some days you will, most days you won't. If you're talking to yourself negative nine times out of 10, then it isn't gonna be a switch after one day of doing this. So just make sure you're sticking to it. But when we practice this consistently, our brains become rewired to think more positive thoughts than negative thoughts. Correcting negative thought patterns is key in all things that we do, because at the end of the day, our thoughts do become our reality. Third on our list of techniques is creating comfort. So when I first moved to the city, I had saved money, yes, but I didn't have a lot of money to play with. And by play with, I mean decorate, basically. Um, I love interior design. I love going shopping. I love buying things, which is something I'm trying to work on. Consumerism is is not good. Um, but that's a conversation for another time. Anyway, I really wanted to be able to create a space that I felt happy and comfortable and at peace in. And I thought that I couldn't do it because I didn't have enough money to spare. Nonetheless, I still budgeted well so that I was able to get certain things. So I got a brand new mattress because I left my old one at home. I got new bed frame, um, new sheets, a new comforter, the whole nine yards, just things to make my home feel like home. Um, my roommate and I, because I did have a roommate in this apartment, got a couch, you know, we decorated the living room, but it still wasn't a space that I felt completely at home in. And that's a mistake looking back that I wish I had worked a little bit more at because I think it made it would have helped with my initial feeling of anxiety and dread overall. Like I had made a mistake. So I think that creating a space that you genuinely feel at home in is so important and it really really does not have to cost a lot of money go thrifting for pieces because that's what I've been doing in my current apartment Um, sales thrifting secondhand shops vintage shops make some stuff yourself I've been learning how to crochet so I'm working on a blanket for my apartment right now because I like to switch out my blankets in my rooms according to the seasons it's just something cute that I like to do but start taking up a craft. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be crazy. If you're in a suburban area, try garage sales. I remember when I lived in New Jersey, garage sales were the key to some of my favorite decorations that I wish I I wish I wish knew where they were. I think my mom stole them. Anyway, find peace within your space and within your mind. Take the time out of your day as a whole to allow yourself to relax and become grounded in the present moment. You are here and you are doing amazing. Making your space somewhere you enjoy being is so, so, so crucial. You want your home to feel like a home. And I'm so glad that I am starting to put that effort into this place because I definitely, definitely feel so much more at home than I did in my last apartment. Take the time to make adjustments. It doesn't have to be perfect the first go around. Genuinely, I moved into this apartment in October Um, and I'm still decorating. Nothing is done. Nothing is the way that I would want it. So don't be afraid to take your time. I like to even incorporate aspects from my childhood home to make this change smoother and more comfortable. That's something that I did in my first apartment as well. There were certain habits that I picked up from my mom or certain little traditions that we had that I did in my new apartment, which made it feel more like a home. Fourth on our list of techniques is to be flexible. We as humans must accept the unpredictability of the world. In doing so, we let go of expectations and this can make a new routine and new experiences a lot less intimidating. I know for me, I mentioned it when I was telling my story about moving here, I was very afraid or very, I wasn't afraid, I was very anxious to go out and explore the city. I felt like I had to do it a certain way and I felt like I had to look a certain way to go do it. I had to have the right outfit. I had to have the right plan. I had to know what I was doing. So I always felt the need to have an itinerary in my head rather than just going out and doing it. i such an over planner and here that is something that definitely made me a lot more anxious about adventures in the city I've gotten so much better at it and I don't put as much pressure on myself now and I think that makes it just so more enjoyable because I'm not expecting anything out of it I'm just doing it for my own enjoyment my own fulfillment and that's enough for me now you know so moral of the story is to keep an open mind and go with the flow just be cool be cool man (laughs) don't be afraid to try new things The fifth and final technique is reflect, count your blessings, and celebrate yourself. This one might be the most important in my very humble opinion. I think it's so important to give give ourselves a pat on the back and acknowledge all of the hard work that we have done in anything in life. Whether you just got a new job, you got a raise, you got out of bed and you've been going through a depressive episode, you're doing amazing. We're here, we're living. We didn't ask for this. We didn't sign up for it. We don't know what each day is going to bring. No matter how dull our lives might seem, anything could change in a given moment. And we're still doing the damn thing. We are still showing up for ourselves. We are still trying to grow. We are still trying to heal. So no matter what you're doing, even if you feel like you haven't done anything, take the time to celebrate yourself because it'll make you feel so much better just to appreciate all that you do for you. Feeding yourself, having a meal. I can't tell you how hard that was for me a few months ago. And now it's something that I look forward to every day. You know, just be grateful for what you have and celebrate everything that you're able to do. This is good for the soul. It's good for the soul to give yourself a pat on the back, to hug yourself, to love yourself. It's also good for your confidence. When you celebrate yourself, you're telling the universe, hey, I'm fucking unstoppable, which in turn attracts more positive energy into your life, which in turn attracts more opportunities into your life. Not only that, but when you radiate confidence, it inspires others to be confident as well. Don't ever hold back. You a year ago would be so, so, so fucking proud of where you are now. Okay, last but certainly not least on our itinerary for today's episode, how to make this an opportunity for your own personal growth, how to get as much as you can out of this opportunity, out of this uncomfort, out of this change. Because at the end of the day, this change is meant for you to grow in. You've already come this far. Just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean you should stop pushing forward. So this brings me to my first tip or technique, become comfortable in the uncomfortable. I've learned this in so many aspects of my life. And honestly, the biggest one for me was when I was competing in CrossFit, when I was an athlete. Being a CrossFit athlete, you have to get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Not even comfortable, but you have to get used to being uncomfortable. And I knew when I learned this, doing that sport, that it was something I was going to apply to my life from there on out. And it absolutely is. And I think it's something that's made me so resilient. And I think those two go hand in hand. Resilience and being comfortable in the uncomfortable or getting used to the uncomfortable, because. In the uncomfortable is where we grow. It's where we flourish. It's where we blossom. And I think that you could probably, nine times out of ten, think of an example in your own life where you were uncomfortable, but it led to amazing things. So really just practice finding some peace in that uncomfortable feeling, in that uncomfortable space. It doesn't feel great. But it will be worth it in the end, I promise. Second, take the opportunities that come your way. Go out and explore. Go to that new gym. Meet new people. You never, ever know who you're going to meet. You never know what's going to come out of an experience. Don't talk yourself out of a beneficial experience or what could be a beneficial experience because of anxiety and fear. You really you really never know what could come out of it. And I feel like well I preface this by saying I feel like that everything happens for a reason but I feel like if I had done a few things I had passed up on I might be in a different spot and that isn't to say I regret what I did or what I didn't do I should say but it just goes to show that it does it does have an effect on you your life and your future you are so capable don't be afraid don't be afraid to try new things Don't be afraid to explore. Don't be afraid to go on an adventure. Next time you get an opportunity, say yes. Third, and lastly, and most importantly, the universe would not grant you anything you couldn't handle. The universe wouldn't grant grant you anything you couldn't handle. The universe wouldn't have set everything out to work for you to be able to move away, or to work for you to get this new job, or really any big experience or any experience at all, the universe would not give you if you couldn't handle it, if you weren't capable. Doubting yourself is doubting the universe, and doubting the universe is just not a good thing. I learned that the hard way I think we all have in some aspect or another. So just remind yourself that you are where you're supposed to be. This is your life. Make the most out of it, even if it's a shitty situation. Do what you can to make the most out of it. And I know, I know this is easier said than done. I know all of this is easier said than done, but you are able to. You showed up here today because you want better for yourself, because you want to know how you can handle certain changes, because that's ultimately what today's episode was about. It's about handling changes. So just remember, the universe would not grant you anything you couldn't handle, You are so, so damn capable. I just want to take a moment to thank you for being here with me today and to thank you for tuning into an episode. If you watched my last one, thank you so much. There were a few of you who did, and I can't tell you how happy that made me, that people want to listen to me, that people want to join this community, that people want to be involved. And I'm so excited for this platform to grow and for all of us to share a community Filled with love and positivity and sharing our stories. I eventually want to get some guests on here after I get um, a few more episodes in. But I eventually want to get some guests on here to talk about some things. If you have anything that you want me to talk about or you're curious about or anything of the sort, let me know. And I'll consider doing an episode on it. Or I will ask you to be a guest on the podcast and we can do an episode about it together. But enough of my rambling. Thank you so, 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 so much for hanging out with me today. Share this with a loved one if you took something valuable away from it, which I really hope you did. If you have further questions about moving, processing a move, big life changes, or honestly anything at all, feel free to DM me on Instagram, either my personal page or this podcast page. Make sure to follow and rate the podcast if you feel so inclined. It does help me out so much, and I really listening helps me out so much. So just thank you. Um, I I love doing this and I love that you're here with me. You can check out the podcast page on Instagram at defining decade diaries, as well as my personal Instagram at Anna Vanettis, both linked in the description so that you can follow along on my personal journey and receive updates on the show or reach out about anything at all. Have a beautiful, beautiful day or night. We will talk next week. In the meantime, reach out on Instagram or TikTok and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. You are divinely loved. Stay blessed, my beautiful, beautiful people. I love you lots. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. Bye.